So, Berto, do you know that there's a conspiracy or a theory online that Jar Jar Binks is really a Sith Lord? He, he's really like the master evil planner of the entire prequel situation. Did you know that there's a theory? I, I've heard of this. I think I came across it on this website called flatearth.org. Yeah. Uh, they have lots of brilliant ideas on this website. Uh-huh. Well, when we were at the last uh, live show in January 2018, and we were meeting various different patrons that had, who had traveled and uh, were, you know, after we did the live show, we were socializing, having, right. having some drinks and whatnot. And we discovered that we had some patrons who were super fans uh, for uh, this theory of Jar Jar Binks being, you know, the Sith Lord of of all. And And I assume they were just, you know, teasing, you know, after, after the show, we had a few drinks, we're all, you know, socializing. I thought they were like joking around, you know, like making up wacky stories on the spot. Well, let's find out. So, uh, I asked them to be on the show. The, the, it's a couple. It's April and Luke. 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 And, and I am your Jar Jar. There, there's probably some deep character in one of the novels or comic books named April. I'm just guessing. But I'm guessing probably. it's spelled weird, like with an apostrophe in there. You know, Leia means April in Wookiee. Okay. So uh, I asked them to come on the podcast and, and we made a date to, to, for the four of us to talk, you, me, and Luke and April. And then uh, you had a family emergency. That's right. And so uh, I called them and canceled on them like just a minute before. And then uh, we rescheduled and we were, you know, I was very apologetic and whatnot. And then uh, in, I, I was podcasting all day that day and everything was like just getting lost in my brain. You forgot. <laughs> And I forgot, so so I just completely stood him up last time. But and then this time, I'll spare everyone the details on my audio problems that I've been dealing with for probably two weeks now. Before we started recording, Umberto witnessed me probably the most angry <laughs> I've ever been, except for that one time when except you and the- <laughs> you and I were in Vancouver and I was pointing in your face. Yes. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so it's a miracle that this is getting off the ground. But so we finally have April and Luke on the show. Welcome to the show, April and Luke. Hello. Hello. Thanks for having us, finally. Yeah, thank you for having us. <laughs> we must uh, either really love you or really love Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> also, um, Kirk, you left out the part where we tricked you into thinking that the podcast was last week. Oh, right. <laughs> so then last week, they email me and they're like, so uh, we're podcasting tonight, right? Oh, no. And for a split second, I was... I was mortified because I thought I had sent a <laughs> date again, and it was, it was you're awful. evil. <laughs> well, it was all her idea. April after after that's all. right. April yeah. fools. <laughs> yeah, April fools you. Too bad it's the wrong month. Yeah. <laughs> and by the by the way, April runs the Facebook fan page, the Psychology in Seattle fan group. Yeah, she's taking up the torch. Yes. Yeah. So now everyone is subjected to my thoughts on the podcast. <laughs> This is the Psychology in Seattle podcast, and I'm your host, Dr. Kirk Honda, and I'm a therapist and a professor. Who are you, bro? My name is Umberto Castaneda, and I run a website for uh, debunked theories that I want to resurface, bring back to life. <laughs> so I'm just going to mention in the middle of this podcast, April and Luke, you have to really yell because the speaker we're listening to on our end is extremely small, which is super janky. But like, okay. so just scream as loud as you can. 
Um, <laughs> that won't make us sound really angry. Yes, no. that sounds that sounds great. Uh, Jar Jar. <laughs> I've never had anyone call me their Jar Jar before. Um, <laughs> so tell us, uh, experts on Jar Jar Sith theory, what, what is this theory? Well, it basically goes that Jar Jar was supposed to be the big bad of the first, well, episodes one, two, three. And then due to the backlash from episode one, uh, Birdo's favorite episode, <laughs> um, <laughs> they uh, switched him out with this random Dooku guy. Who's the reason I've only seen episodes. Well, the whole first trilogy is the only reason I've only seen episodes two and three like once. But they switched oh. him out with Dooku in theory because everyone hated Jar Jar. Jar Jar was supposed to be this horrible guy who ruined everything and gave us the whole Star Wars thing. <laughs> but but wait, wait, wait. One point of clarification. Because I had heard, clearly, incorrectly, it sounds like, that Jar Jar was like the ultimate master, meaning like he might have been Palpatine's master. But you're saying now that he'd be more like Count Dooku, which would be a, a, a sub, like he was subjugated to, to Palpatine. Over no, like he got, like he was supposed to be the big bad, but then they chickened out and they put Count Dooku in. And so like Emperor, but see, how, how would that have worked with the Emperor storyline? Like, at some point, the Emperor kills Jar Jar? I mean... Well, some people think that he would have confronted uh, one of the, you know, Master Jedi in Episode 3 or something and either run off or be killed, because otherwise, how do you explain him being pretty much nowhere? Well, yeah, but so, you know, <laughs> we, saw the, we saw some of the best Jedi out there barely able to survive. Well, in fact, one of them died against mm-hmm. Darth. And Darth Maul was supposed to be like just an apprentice to Palpatine. And Palpatine was apparently an apprentice to Jar Jar. Who could... And then Yoda struggled against Dooku. Like, who could have possibly taken Jar Jar on? It's a fair question. Like, it definitely could have been Palpatine that eventually took on, took him on. Okay, like, like in a classic... The, yeah, the known, apprentice takes out the, the... Oh, and we should say, this isn't our theory. This is from some Reddit post from Walla Rompu or something. Yeah, it's from Reddit, you guys. No, 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 no. You don't get... No, no, no. When we spoke, (laughs) you clearly stood in this corner. I'm making this officially your theory. Oh, okay, yeah. fully accountable. And we are behind that original Reddit post, so there you go. So, I think we've gone a little too fast because for, for... for many sure. out there, and for me, prior to researching this, I, I would be like, well, wait a second. What's the evidence? Cause right. Let's the, hear the evidence. Because, you know, Jar Jar was just this goofball in episode one. How, you know, it's just, just one of those internet theories that goes out there, like the whole uh, John Watson, right. uh, Sherlock Holmes are really gay for each other theories. Oh, I haven't heard this. Oh, yeah. That's a massive ship. Oh, uh, no. And... and and I, I probably just, you know, introduced a bunch of hatred towards me in terms of just mentioning it, but or calling it a theory. But you know, how, how do we, how do we know that that this was either Lucas's intention or or some other sort of higher intention beyond Lucas right. himself? Yeah, let's hear the evidence. Right. Okay. So there, there is a lot of evidence. Um, we can go through, I guess, a couple of them. Yeah. I mean, we've. We should also say we've pretty much just, we fell down a rabbit hole a couple, you know, maybe six or seven. Actually, when was the meetup? January? Yeah. Yeah, June. Okay, probably seven or eight months ago. And by the way, at 
at the meetup at the live show, we Berto and I recreated a scene between Jar Jar and, <laughs> and Qui Gon Jinn, and and Berto right. wore his Jar Jar full mask over his head. That's right. Yes. And what you guys might have not realized is it was subtle, but I was playing Jar Jar as the Truth Sith Master. Oh, you were. <laughs> right, Darth Jar Jar. Yep. <laughs> yeah, looking back, I can definitely, you know, your minor facial feature changes. You know, <laughs> totally. I can see how you did that. Okay, so first um, first evidence is kind of um, that the Jedi are based off of um, like Shaolin monks. Um, and there's a certain uh, form of fighting that's called Drunken Fist or Zekuan. So it's where you use seemingly uncoordinated attacks to uh, disable and defeat your enemy. And that Jar Jar often demonstrates this uh, in the movies. Yeah, I've seen the Drunken Master Jackie Chan movie, which is really great. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I have seen that movie. And in that movie, it is obvious that he knows what he's doing. (laughs) And uh, I remember Virtua Fighter from the 90s had a Drunken Master. Right. So I'm, I'm so basically I'm, I'm an expert on drunk. You're an expert on drunk master. No, but I mean, you know, the, the point is <laughs> the point of that style, which I studied for several centuries. Right. By, by drinking a lot. By drinking a lot. Yes. yes. No, but the, the point of that style is that, um, first of all, a fluidity of motion and basically flowing like water with whatever comes your way and total deception because mm-hmm. your opponent thinks, oh, this is not a threat. This person is intoxicated. This person, oh, yeah. whoa, they just kicked my butt, right? Right, pretty much. But it, when the actual like uh, actions take place, at least in the movie, and that is canon, like Drunken Master is the canon we have to go on. In the movie, when the, when the fighting takes place, it's clearly that Jackie Chan has a directed purpose. It's not, it doesn't seem completely random. And he does. He also doesn't go. Oh, whoops! Oh, Misa, so sorry. <laughs> oh, that would be strange. I I agree. If he said that, <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. I've never seen that movie. Have you? No. No. Oh, how can we? How can we even? Oh. You know what? I'm out. <laughs> All right. See that's homework for you. Homework. <laughs> okay. So there's that. There's also like. Well, I think there's some more like evidence for it. Like you said, um, you know, they're trying to. You know, you wouldn't assume them to be, you know, dangerous. And who's more right. unassuming than Jar Jar in, in like the entire trilogy and all the Star Wars movies? So, like, he definitely fits that. And there's like he destroys that entire droid army almost single-handedly on Naboo. Um, you True. see him jumping incredibly high, where you're like, oh, and how about it? how he destroys the army. Sorry to interject, but that's apparently because he's so lucky, which is I think part of why everyone hated him so much. Because right. he just magically bonks the ground with these blasters and kills all these droids. Like, really? That's not likely. So, but then um, I guess some people theorize that that's actually him using the force to, you know, make things happen the way he wants them to. Right. You know, killing droids or screwing up the whole galaxy, you know, whatever. Right, right, right. Yeah, I mean, I could see it. I could see how we could retcon that bad writing that way. <laughs> Berto, you don't sound like you're a believer in this. Well, I'm not yet. I, I have a feeling by the end of this, I might, I might start. Uh, oh, so really, Kirk just invited us here to convince you and made it seem I, like you were going to discuss. Just I mean, I'm not going to say I'm like the judge, jury, and executioner, but I'm at right. least three of those three. Right. <laughs> 
All right, so what well, other evidence is there? Yeah, let's see if we can uh, persuade you. Um, so <laughs> Jar Jar, well, Jedi and I guess Sith probably have this power too of like mind persuasion. Um, right. Where, like, where uh, Ray tricks uh, the stormtrooper to let her out of her uh, that crazy chair thing um, <laughs> in The Force Awakens. Um, and like they do that through, through the trilogies too. And usually uh, with that, there's a hand gesture or something. And mm-hmm. you see in the movie, uh, many times Jar Jar making these hand gestures as he's suggesting something to different, uh, different characters. Probably, well, I'll, I'll just go through a couple of them. So he does a hand gesture when he's being promoted to a uh, bombad general of the Gungan Grand <laughs> Army. Uh, he does a hand gesture when he's trying to gain a seat uh, on the Senate. Huh. Um, when he's talking to Padme. Yeah. Um, if you watch the videos, like they'll, they'll show you uh, these actual scenes. And then the, the biggest one is when he convinces the entire Senate to hand over power to Palpatine. Yeah. He's making these, you know, these gestures with his hands. And all this is animated, right? So these actions, and even with like the drunken fist stuff too, he's an animated character. So they put all these motions in on, on purpose. Yeah, right. every little thing he does is on purpose. Right, right, right. Okay, so so we're saying like here, if I if I can paraphrase, um, whereas no one else, including me, right this second, uses hand gestures while they speak. Exactly, Jar Jar is uniquely (laughs) positioned in the. (laughs) Okay, no, but but the point is that there's these pivotal moments (laughs) in the movie where things happen in his favor, and right when that was happening, he was making some sort of hand gesture. So the, yeah. the idea is, oh, you know how when Obi-Wan did it? Well, this is his version of it. Okay. Yeah. Well, and that, I mean, that one's pretty easy to dismiss. The other one that's sort of related is that often, um, and if you look up clips on YouTube, you can see him doing this. He, like, they'll slow it down so you can see it. He will be mouthing words that someone else says at pivotal points in the movie, sort of like behind them. And again, oh. he's animated and you'll like just barely see his mouth like peeking behind a wall saying the same thing or what appears to be the same thing as like Padme saying she doesn't approve, you know, things like that. And again, like he's animated. It wasn't just some actor who accidentally had gum in his mouth at that time, you know? Yeah, that's, that one's pretty, that one's pretty compelling. (laughs) So it's sort of like when uh, you're watching Harry Potter and you see Snape mouthing some stuff and everyone assumes he's trying to curse Harry Potter but he's really trying to save him. But in this case, it's the opposite. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think April summed it up just perfectly in that she's trying to be nice basically by saying, no, it's nothing like that. (laughs) (laughs) Because, yeah, because, because in this instance, no one noticed that Jar Jar was mouthing until, (laughs) until people started looking for it. Apparently. Pretty much. So what other uh, evidence? Let's see if let's see if Umberto is. Um, You're not convinced yet. Well, I mean th- that last one you provided, mm. I- I'll have to double check it, but uh, that's almost enough for me to declare victory on the okay. Jar Jar is evil. Wow. <laughs> but not quite. Let's let's keep going. <laughs> I thought that would be harder to convince you, to be honest. Yeah. Well, we'll see if there's a comeback on my stance. Yeah, I have a couple more. Um, okay. Good. So to be honest, the internal evidence you know, inside the actual movies. It is compelling, especially if you watch the scenes. Um, but I think the external evidence, um, so stuff going on outside of the movies, real life right. stuff, is almost more compelling. So one of the things that I, uh, when I was watching the videos and reading some of the posts that I thought was kind of convincing was that um, the, the prequels, according to George Lucas, uh, were, were supposed to rhyme. Right. So kind of like mirror each other in a way. 
Um, and here's a quote from him uh, where it says, and this is about Yoda. So he says, Yoda really comes from a tradition in mythological storytelling uh, and fairy tales of the hero finding a little creature on the side of the road that seems very insignificant and not very important, but who, turn, who turns out to be the master wizard or the master thing. Yep. Right. So when you meet Yoda, he's this, you know, kind of bumbling fool. Um, but in the end, he obviously turns into, you know, being Yoda, the Jedi master. Um, and how you can see Jar Jar Binks at first being this total fool. And that's what everyone obviously and thinks he is. And he basically found on a path, too? Like, he gets, he gets saved, I think, by Qui-Gon. Um, well, let me ask you literal. Okay, well, I want it to be, so, so there it is. <laughs> um, and then he... Uh, so yeah, and I just see that mirroring with, with Jar Jar, where he could have ended up turning into you know this this um, the secret um, right. really powerful guy. Yeah, right. Just like uh, how in Return of the Jedi, that little uh, sort of bumbling, weird little creature that sits next to Jabba ends up being <laughs> completely insignificant, sort of like that. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> What, what's his name, like uh, Cornelius Crumb? Or something? something like that, yeah. Cap- Look, I don't even it's remember. Crumb, right? Like, there is something crumb. crumb. Yeah. Crumb. Captain Crumb. Captain Crumb. Oh! <laughs> I'm secretly the Jedi Master. Right. So you, you, you do realize that not every, you know, crazy character in a movie is this, you know. But yeah. some are. The storytelling. Some are. Yeah. Right. Like Wicket and uh, C-3PO. Right. C-3PO appears like bumbling and a little bit like awkward. Turns out he's a mastermind behind the whole operation. Uh, it sounds like you're losing oh. a Birdo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Birdo. I don't know. But, but you know, it's, it, to be fair, because I did watch that uh, documentary. And so to be fair. Oh, my gosh. You watched it and you've been grilling us this whole time. I wouldn't put it past Mr. Lucas to try to do something poetic like that. Right. It, with he did it on the light side and maybe but but here is my counter. Okay. All right. That is Wait, first, literally what he was trying well, okay, mine is not goofy and blah blah blah. But that is what Palpatine's story is, right? He is the evil in front of your eyes the whole time. It's just sure. that he's not bumbling, right? He's literally the evil one from the very beginning in front of your eyes. And if you had never seen the the sequels, I guess, if you had never seen the originals and you're watching episode one, two, three linearly, you might in fact be shocked to find out, at least by episode two, maybe, whatever. You might be shocked to find that Emperor, that uh, Senator Palpatine ends up being the head bad guy behind it all. So I, I think he sort of had that role cast. I don't know, because most of the fans would obviously be aware that he becomes. Yeah, this right, is true. Palpatine. So mm-hmm. I, I don't. I don't think that would serve the same. But well, but most of the fans were aware of who R two D two was, and it didn't stop him from putting in a showstopper scene where they call out his name and ask us to remember it. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't okay, know I'm going to take a poll. So, <laughs> so, so Luke, do yeah. you believe that? So I think there's three different stories that are possible. One okay. is is that Jar Jar is what he seems to be, which is just a, a, right. a bumbling fool character that uh, kid entertainment that, yeah, it was just, you know, like an Ewok or something right. or a C3PO kind of bumbling character who Lucas wrote into the first episode intending on it to be an ongoing character, but mm-hmm. realized it was like not well received because he had a bunch of yes men around him. <laughs> and, uh, and it was 
racist, frankly. And yeah. he uh, decided to scale the character back in the other episodes and never intended on Jar Jar being anything other than what he seems. You know, he, he's not a drunken master. He's just a drunken. And yeah. uh, this story, too, is that he fully intended on Jar Jar being a Sith master of some kind, whether he's Palpatine's boss or he's under Palpatine, doesn't really mm-hmm. matter, but some kind of Sith master who uh, has all these subtle clues in the first episode. And then because of the backlash against Jar Jar decided to not fully play out that story, but sort of had little clues that maybe that was still a possibility in other episodes, but really scaled the whole character back because of the backlash. The third story is that the episodes one, two, and three are exactly the way that Lucas wanted it to be. And he never wanted it to be obvious. He wanted, he's such a subtle writer that he wanted there to be this super deep uh, trick. Like, like, I mean, and in this one, in this version three, he is intending for him to be evil, but he never intended to reveal that. Exactly. I got it. So Luke, which one, which story do you believe? So wait, can we sum these up? So, one is that he was never meant to be the bad guy. Right. Two is he was supposed to be the bad guy. And then they chickened out. Three is that he's still the bad guy. And they just wanted him to be more subtle in the first place. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. So confession time. <laughs> oh, no. Like you, Berto, I don't, I don't, I'm not really convinced that he was, <laughs> you know, supposed to be this, you know, the master Sith. Um, he, he could have been for sure. Like there's, there's a chance. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's possible. So I guess like what I think, I for sure think he would have been, I think he was supposed to have a bigger role uh, for sure. So I'm not sure if that would be one or, or three. It's sort of like two actually. No, no, it's, uh, it's like one, but. A oh, different. no, no, no. Sorry. Sorry. Cause you're saying you don't think Lucas intended for him to really be the bad Sith. Yeah. If I had to put money on it, probably not. I would say, I would say he, he was supposed to have a bigger role in the trilogy. Right, a bigger um, role, but a bigger role as a, as a doofus. Who, yeah, like a, a bigger C-3PO role. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, more along okay. those lines. And okay. there, like, there's this one, uh, there's this really cool interview where um, uh, they interview the, the voice actor, uh, Ahmed Best, who, who plays uh, Jar Jar Banks, um, where I think he's talking about an early script for episode two actually being called Jar Jar's Grand Adventure. What? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that must yeah. have, like, have you seen that one? Have you seen that? What was that? Have you seen like the the interviews about that? No. Oh, okay. That um, sounds crazy. Yeah, and and like he uh, Ahmed Best, he also did a tweet basically saying like, um, let's see if I can find it. He said it. Uh, what can I say about this? There's a lot about it that's true, and that's in relation to all these like videos and theories that yeah. came out. I believe it was also him who tweeted out that it feels good when um, some of the intent behind the work is finally seen. Who said Um, that? The actor. The actor for... Okay, so there's a fourth theory that I'm developing right now. Oh, okay. okay. Which is that Jar Jar wasn't meant to be evil in the first episode, but was intended to be a Jedi, but he didn't know he was a Jedi. And Mm. he was you know waving so he was hands. strong with the force but we didn't right know right he was right. strong and with he, the force yeah and that uh lucas so so and we haven't mentioned that uh one of the key pieces of evidence that people point to saying that jar jar was a sith was that while filming the first episode lucas said jar jar is the key to the whole 
trilogy. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. That that is an important. Can't believe you didn't bring. That's a key phrase. Hey, yeah. It's part of my notes. I was going all right. All right. And, but but that could that could mean a lot of things, you know. You, yeah. you could have said the same thing about. Yeah, we don't know the context. Yeah, yeah you could say the same thing about like R two D two. It's like you know we got to nail R two D two. Right. If we don't right. nail it. It's yeah. It's, it's gonna, and it actually is in many ways true. Like R two D two was an incredible glue for that whole. Yeah, yeah. And they did not nail Jar Jar, and everything fell apart in those. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's like poetry. It rhymes. So so right. So the fourth possibility is that Jar Jar was actually strong with the force and Lucas was writing in all these things and that the second episode or at least you know episode two and three were supposed to have yeah. themes of Jar Jar maturing into a some kind of you know other uh, strong character yeah uh, with the force and blah 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 yeah I'm, and i'm going with option five <laughs> all right oh, <laughs> before i talk about option five we're gonna have 72 options by the end of this podcast <laughs> this is but yes but before i talk about option five april what what are you where are you landing um uh, well i'm a little bit option four like i think he was supposed to have a much bigger role than he did originally like maybe as a force user maybe he does just have a lot of ridiculous luck and he was just going to grow into some other final version of himself you know mature and become less terrible but i desperately want the sith thing to be true but it's mm. just kind of i don't know the, the the evidence is like a lot of it is sort of if you put it all together it seems like it's true but then when you start picking apart the individual pieces like the hand gestures or mm-hmm. the luck you know it's like that on its own isn't really i don't know not enough to convince me Right. But I think I'm like you, Berto, where the, the mouth, uh, him mouthing things behind people is pretty suspicious. <laughs> yes, that one is <laughs> suspicious. <laughs> um, uh, that alone isn't really enough to convince me. So I'll say I really, really want it to be true that he was supposed to be like okay. the ultimate Sith master, you know, pulling all the strings behind the scenes. But I think he was just a poorly written character who okay. should have had a bigger role and then got scrapped. What about you, Kirk? Well, I'll say, I'll say, Mike, because mine okay. has to do with kind of my whole journey. Okay, 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 okay. Your whole <laughs> journey. Wow. My, option five. Wow. <laughs> my, my option five is sort of, um, it's a little bit of an amalgamation cop out here, but here's what I'm, here's okay, the gist of my point is that Lucas was flying by the seat of his pants. And okay. the evidence I have is how much of that documentary is about him barely finishing the script in time for it to even start being shot and all these things. And so in what I actually think is that he was leaving himself a ton of open possibilities and that they did things like, oh, oh and you're like even ad hoc things like, oh, you know what? Right, in this scene, like go ahead and like repeat what she's saying or something. And then in, mm-hmm. he, in his head one day he was like, Cause maybe, oh, maybe what I could do is like, Jar Jar actually starts going to the dark side. Oh, but maybe and all sorts of threat. Like could have been like Jar Jar is going to develop such a close friendship with Annie because he's going to be like his best little friend because Obi-Wan is going to feel more like a mentor, but Jar Jar is going to be really close. But, and so Jar Jar is going to be good as Anakin starts turning bad and Obi and, and you know, and he's going to be the only thing holding him back from turning bad until Jar Jar dies tragically. And then that's why Jar Jar, everything hinges on Jar Jar. And the next day he was like, but wait a minute, Jar Jar is, he's got those yellow eyes like the Sith. Maybe oh, I, yeah. you know, 
And so I, that's the most convincing evidence right there. Yeah. So my option five is I think he was flying by the seat of his pants and at any given time during the shoot, it could have gone in either direction. But what I do know for a fact is the end result of episode one. I do not believe I, I actually don't think they waited till till after the results of how that movie did because it did very well at the box office. Actually, it did very well. I actually think by the time that movie was done, Jar Jar was not going to be the evil Sith. Lord. And the reason for that is, look, they had a, a clear and compelling storyline with Palpatine. They had like, you know, how do I say this? They, they had um, they had sort of like if you watch the the uh, end of the movie uh, and you and you try to ascribe the fact that he's using force powers to eliminate all the droids and things like that um you could say you could say that but at the same time i think they made it clear that he was comedy relief and by the time the next movie starts he just was gone right so i i i don't i don't actually believe that by the end of filming he was still on the dock to be the evil guy. I think they had already made their minds up that he's comedy relief. That's, so that's my option five, is that at any given point during the filming, it could have gone either way and in many other directions. But by the time they were done filming, that ship had sailed. Yeah, that, that's a compelling argument, especially given my understanding of Lucas and the, the assertive yes men, again, that were around him and this the his sort of later stage career attitude about writing he he just seemed to just think well let's just do that he was much more concerned with ILM and and the get the gadgets and the gizmos and like showcasing his his right. CGI capabilities i mean you've even pointed out to me how even in episode 4 like that script that original movie you, you've said this and I sort of like the fan in me doesn't want to believe it, but I, I'm sure you're right. Uh, I don't think Darth Vader was already Luke's father. I don't think no. Yoda, they hadn't figured out what Yoda was going to be. They certainly didn't know what Jabba was going to be. They didn't know so many things. Well, they didn't know they were going to make an episode five. Right, so, right, right. Uh, and uh, there were, if you read the history of Star Wars, the script, it was, it had several weird iterations yeah. And even the artwork building up to, like originally it was supposed to be uh, like a star killer, right? Yep. And, and it, was an, it was sort of an amalgamation of Luke and Han. Yep. And, and there was supposed to be, uh, there was just all these weird iterations. That's and right. then the, the iteration that he happened to have upon the time that shooting began was just randomly an awesome script. <laughs> yeah. And, we lucked into that. <laughs> right. And, 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 you know, all you got to do is watch THX, uh, four five, three or whatever that, yeah. that, that, that movie is to realize that Lucas isn't necessarily a brilliant writer. You know? No, no. His strengths at the time were those visuals and that like sort of, he had a sensibility for what would be cool on the big screen. You totally. Know? Totally. Right. And, and that's why, you know, I'm guessing with episode one, he was really focused on the nerdy aspects yeah. of the technology. So, so I'll just tell you my, my little journey with this. Right. Um, when I saw episode one, I was not one of those fans who was super put off. I've never hated uh, episode one, two and three, the way that other people have other it, people. <laughs> they, they, they were definitely, they definitely weren't as good as, you know, four five and six to my heart. Cause I was older and, it's, you just can't, there's just no way you're going to make it as good in, in my mind. And so, right. um, 
And then later on, I, after watching a lot of reviews online, I started realizing all the missed opportunities and the clunky kind of, mm-hmm. uh, dialogue shooting and everything. And I started being convinced it was, they were kind of shitty, but I, I just, hate sand. Yeah. <laughs> it's everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> but I just love, um, star Wars stuff. You know, I yeah. watched yeah. The, the cartoon and if you watch any of the cartoons, like some of those episodes are not very good. I mean, there's episodes where it's just C-3PO and R2-D2 on like a wacky adventure. You know? <laughs> and it, But I just, I watch it like 10 times because I just love these characters. I love right. the world. I don't care. And so that's how, but anyway, so when I saw Jar Jar in the first, from the first uh, movie episode, I, I was like, huh, well, that's kind of a funny character, but it didn't really register to me. But then mm-hmm. afterwards there was huge backlash. Everyone hated Jar Jar. And then I started hearing the, accusations about it being a racist Rastafarian sort of yeah. character. And then I thought, Oh God, I either right about that. And I mm-hmm. just thought, Lucas, like, did you not ask anyone like how this would come across? But Jar Jar's never really bothered me that much. Um, uh, I mean, certainly as time has gone by, it's become a cliche to, to, you know, hate Jar Jar. So I, I, I'm sort of influenced by that. But anyway, so then when I first heard this theory, I think from you guys at the, at the live event on. Wait, was that the first time you heard the theory? I think so. Yeah. Oh I don't, my gosh. Or maybe I'd heard of it barely, but I, 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 I think I dismissed it completely. And you guys seem like smart uh, people and you're Canadian, right? <laughs> we yes. are. Yeah. And so Canadians are smart people. And, and so I. All of us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but to be Every fair, it's one. because their their floppy heads let more oxygen in, yeah. which then helps the brain think a little bit exactly. faster. Yeah. So I, <laughs> talking about you know uh, South Park, I, I, we don't watch I South don't Park. Really, yeah. uh, oh no! All the, <laughs> all the Canadians on South Park have different heads and they're floppy anyway. Uh, okay. Well, that went right over my. Floppy look, head. look up on YouTube: yeah. Canadians South Park floppy head. Yeah. Oh, right. just Canadians South Park. Yeah. So I. <laughs> When you guys said that, I thought, well, that's silly. I mean, right. Jar Jar is ridiculous. That you know, it's just probably one of those theories, uh, like you know, there, like for instance, Watson and Sherlock being secretly in love or secret lovers or something. Right. And mm-hmm. and I, you know, just thought, okay, it's just one of those internet fun things that people like to get into that right. I, I'm just not convinced by. And then we scheduled this, you know, uh, this podcast and I actually went online and looked at some of the evidence and I have to say, like I was, you know, especially when Lucas started saying that Jar Jar was the key to the entire trilogy. Right. Hmm. Yeah. I was like, what? Like, okay. You know, and then you start seeing all these subtle little clues. And so in, in starting this episode, I was fairly convinced of, uh, what was it? Uh, the second option. Yeah. Option two. Uh, or th- third option, honestly, it's like one of you know either the Lucas intended. I've always forgot which one's which. Yeah, well, option two one was two. that he intended for him to be the bad guy, but chickened out after episode one. Option okay. three was he actually intended for him to be the bad guy, but subtly so, and is still technically the bad guy. And 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 Lucas never tended intended on revealing that. So I see. And and honestly, that feels so much better to me because <laughs> it makes it so that. Lucas is like this genius troll right. who, who wrote in a story, uh, you know, elements that it took us 20 years to figure right. out. And, and it just makes it darker and 
more, uh, you know, rated R, if that makes any sense, you know, just, (laughs) just way more deep. And then I, it's like, I want to know like more about Jar Jar's behind the scenes. And like, it just makes it so (laughs) much more interesting of a, of a trilogy. Like it really just fascinated me. Right. And then, and then as we started talking, Luke started talking about, uh, option number, uh, four, which is that, and then, you know, the interview with the actor. Right. I'm convinced it's, I'm convinced it's option number four. Four. Like, which, which he is, was meant to have a way bigger role and in fact have force powers, but not evil. He wasn't like right. something. Right. Oh, yeah. Well, who knows? But, but he wasn't knowingly Sith powering right. it up episode one, but that there were going to be major storylines. You know, there yep. would be an Anakin storyline in episode two, but there'd also be a full Jar Jar storyline of some kind where Jar Jar, mm-hmm. the drunken master, somehow <laughs> starts to learn his drunken master ways yep. and becomes like a respected Jedi apprentice yep. or something. Uh, that I that I can imagine because that fits in line with how stupid I think Lucas is. Right. <laughs> well, uh, I will say. Uh, so I actually, you know, full disclosure, I had come across all um, the the videos. Um, I don't know how long ago, but it was a while ago. So when when you mentioned it, I, I did know what you were talking about, but I sort of act as if that is not a reality that's real. <laughs> uh, and I did watch the documentary, and so meaning the making of and stuff like that. Right. I I will say so. I wasn't in reality so convinced by the lip syncing. I thought that it was weird and I agree with you. It can't just be the actor like accidentally doing that. That seems like that doesn't make sense at well, the same time. For some reason, we don't know why, but right. there was going to be a purpose to it at some point. Right. But then, but then I, I did watch those parts of the movie, not just the clips. And in context, I wasn't so convinced that it was even a thing. But that said, the one that really, like you guys, got me thinking more was Lucas's Jar Jar is meant to be the, the, you know, the center of this whole thing. That is a weird statement for him to make, right? Like that's an interest. And, and I'm mostly yeah, probably, after this discussion, I'm probably leaning with you on option four because if, why would he say that, right? Why would he say Jar Jar is the, the and, and why would he spend so much time developing that character? Yeah, right. He's yeah. So yeah. prominent in Episode One, right? But I do feel like I have a definitive reason why he cannot be Sith. <laughs> All right, <laughs> okay. Pitch okay. it to us. And it's that if if there's one thing that Lucas did sort of hold to uh, in his episodes one through three, unlike by the way. That even though I like the new episodes better, mm-hmm. you know, the, uh, what is it, Force Awakens, stuff, yeah. stuff like that. The last Jedi, yeah. I will say they break a ton of canon. Like, they right. just, they just, they've changed a lot of the rules. And I'm okay with that. But the one thing that Lucas did hold to in episodes one through three is the... Well, so just an asterisk to that. Yeah. A lot of the things that are considered, quote unquote, canon to episode four, five, and six were, were things that fans invented. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That... that are sort of reading yeah. into it. And look, and George Lucas ruined just as much as the next, like he had admitted chlorians for crying. Right. That was ridiculous. pretty crazy. But, but there was one thing that he held consistent, at least unless I guess you really believe this thing was that, uh, that Sith, the Sith are paired. Right. The rule of two yes. and an apprentice. And it just did not make sense to me that 
there was no room. And oh, and then the other thing about the Sith is that they were sort of fairly consistent on their demeanor and behavior. And it just like the whole Jar Jar being a Sith, well, that fit in there anywhere. Yeah. You know, that Yoda being a Jedi. I never questioned that when we came across Yoda in Empire, right? And granted, I was a kid, but even, even <laughs> nowadays when I think about it, uh, Obi-Wan and Yoda are very equivalent, right? They're very equivalent. They're both but, sort of hermits. They're both sort of like but, you know, uh, yeah, a I'm, little eccentric. Well, I, 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 I only half disagree with what you're saying. I, I, mean, I do agree on some level, but I remember I was nine years old when I saw Empire. Yeah. So I remember the thoughts I was having you know, as I was watching it. And I remember being pretty shocked when Yoda reveals himself. Uh, yes. No, no, I, I don't disagree. But, but even in my and, and actually at first I thought he was lying. Cause yeah. I'm, I'm like, surely you're not Yoda. There's no way. Right. Cause in my head, Yoda was like some, some other human, some, right. some even more masterly looking guy like uh, yeah. Guinness, you yeah. know, some, some even older, wiser, stronger, you know, but remember they had already pulled that trick, even in the same movie, just not to the audience, but to Luke, because Luke was under the impression that old Ben Kenobi was just like this, this nice, but sort of wacky character in the desert. And then right when he first God, he's them, like, yeah. well, what? He's, and it's funny because, you know, you can make fun of it now because the name sounds so damn similar. You're like, how did you not think that that could be the same? <laughs> but do you mean old Ben Kenobi? Well, that's crazy talk. So they already sort of pulled that one out, right? Because Ben, old Ben Kenobi is this hermit out in the desert, well, sort of wacky, etc. Well, Uncle but, Owen right. talks. But, it, but I could just go on to like prove that um, George Lucas really likes using that. Um, yes, but for the Jedi. Yeah, none of the Sith, but it runs in the family. Pattern. You know, Luke Skywalker couldn't figure out between Obi Wan Kenobi right. and Ben Kenobi, and his and father uh, Anakin Skywalker couldn't figure out that his son uh, Luke Skywalker would be who was being raised by his his, his brother <laughs> right. would not be his right. one of his children. Oh my God, you're so right. <laughs> but 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 here's the thing. Uh, Every Sith we were ever shown. Actually, Berto, we have to take a break. Okay, so, let's, take so, a break. let's take a break. <laughs> we're back from the break. Please subscribe to our patronship. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, every Sith. Can you do? Can you do a Jar Jar <clears throat> mind? Yeah, that's mail, true. Or not mind mail? That's Star Trek. You saw one. I'm a patron. Misa, we'd be sorry if you don't join. <laughs> ah! All right, so every Sith we've been well shown is hell-bent on one thing, and that is power. They're all bent on power. And they're all serious. They mean serious business, and that's it. And so, the, the, you know, you could say, well, Emperor Palpatine was like, you know, acting. But he wasn't acting goofy, and he was bent on power as well. And so it's like consistent. And there's a master, and there's an apprentice. There's no room for Jar Jar. But you're basically saying there's no way Jar Jar could be a Sith because Lucas is a consistent writer when it yes. comes to yeah. that. But he's extremely inconsistent with everything else. Many <laughs> well, and you're assuming that only what we can see as the audience in those first three episodes is what's going on, you know? like Or that only having super obvious power is, you know, the only way that they can gain it. If he's pulling the strength behind... If he, was, if he were to be pulling the strings behind all the scenes, 
how do we know that wouldn't lead to some greater power in the end, you know? Ooh, actually, that relates to a sixth theory that I'm going to... Oh, okay. Oh, boy. So if you watch the uh, cartoons, Clone Wars, and... Oh, we have. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) And if you... uh, And I think what they're going toward in Episode 9, because of some of the symbols that you see on the books that they had in that tree, I think, uh, you know, there's this whole notion in the Star Wars canon now because it's in the cartoons is that there's a balance between light and dark and there are some figures who reside right in the middle they're neither you know sith or you know or so-called jedi they're they're right in the middle there is perfect balance and they they reside right in the middle and and you mm-hmm. need those kind of characters and in some ways, Anakin was like that. He brought "quote unquote" balance to the force. Right. And so, you maybe an even more uh, complicated genius writing that Lucas did was that Jar Jar was neither Sith nor Jedi, but he was like a, a right in the middle. He he yeah. had evil and good elements, and he was like super wise and was this super balanced everything. And and he knew or intuited or something that the course of events needed to happen to set in motion so that Anakin and Luke could bring balance to the force let, eventually. So wait, you're let, saying Jar Jar was super wise and balanced. Let, let, yes. let me ask you guys a question. <laughs> or, or intuited it. Maybe he intuited look, what needed to happen. Let, let, look, I don't know. For, first of all, I'm going to go full in the okay. other direction, but I, I wait, another say, theory. Don't believe this. Uh, so, we heard about Darth Plagueis. Yeah, we're getting right? close. Darth Sidious tells, what's his name, uh, Anakin, like, oh, you know, the story of Darth Plagueis who conquered death, right? Yeah. So here's my brief impromptu theory. When, when George Lucas says that everything revolves around Jar Jar, right? The whole thing is that Jar Jar is Darth Plagueis who overcame death. And so Jar Jar is like 6,000 years old or whatever, right? And, uh, and so now... Later in the movies, when Anakin finds out that Jar Jar is Darth Plagueis, he sees a way to, you know, like save Padme through this dark side bullshit. And then, you know, but ultimately he realizes that to gain the power, he has to slay Darth, uh, you know, whatever, Plagueis, who is Jar Jar. And this grants him the. Okay, you could see that. But here's the deal. Do you not like remember theory. that when they go to the water city, mm-hmm. everyone knows who Jar Jar is? Right. Oh, that's the other thing. Is they're stranger. all like, kind of freaked out by him. They're but not just the like, thing oh, is, here's the annoying guy. He, and, they, and they don't say, where have you been for the last 60 years? Yeah. But a lot of them are scared of him yeah. when they're he first comes him. back. The, the Gungans, they like run away from him when he first appears. Because he's, he's clumsy as heck. Does that mean when Maybe. you see a clumsy person, do you run away screaming? Virgin? If if he has a propensity for bonking you on the head randomly, <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. Well, let but me like, put it this way. Like did, they, did they act, did the high council act like they were scared of him? Well, what they did is they went, yeah. <laughs> it was clear that he wasn't in charge. You needed more spit in that one, though. So, and, and there was no indication that the high council was like, oh, don't, don't hurt us, Jar Jar. What do you need? No, no. They didn't care about him. He was, they knew who he was. He's one of them. 
He's known as to be, he's dangerous around others because he's so freaking clumsy. He causes tons of disasters, but he's not been missing for 90 years. They know who he is. Everyone knows. Whereas Yoda had been missing. No one knows where he is. Sure. That's by himself. True. All right. So final word, Berto, and then April and Luke will give their final word. Okay. Yeah. I love, 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 love what George Lucas created. I feel bad that I have maligned him so many times. But on this front, I think he was flying by the seat of his pants. And there was the, the grandest theory. In fact, that quote on that day where he says, Jar Jar is the key to everything. I think they just caught him in a moment where he thought that might be the case. And five minutes later, that's not on video. He's like, well, actually, that doesn't make sense. Never mind. <laughs> All right, Luke and April, what's your final word? Yeah, I think Jar Jar definitely had a bigger role to play. And whether that was something that was more concrete or, like you said, it was just one of Lucas's many options. I guess only he knows. Um, but yeah, I think the evidence from the voice actor saying, you know, there's truth, there's some truth to these Darth Jar Jar theories and that, you know, there's that um, early script that was Jar Jar's grand adventure, George Lucas saying he was the key to all of this. Just a lot of things where definitely could have had a bigger role and whether that was like a really concrete plan or not. Yeah, I'm not sure. But for sure, I think before all the backlash, he was going to be a bigger part of the story. April. Yeah, I I second that. I stick with what I said before. I think um, he was originally supposed to have a bigger role, um, that which could be a lot of different types of things. But I don't think he was supposed to be the ultimate bad guy, you know, or the ultimate Sith Lord. But I really, 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 really wish that was the case. That it would is. be so much more fun. And I mean, the Star Wars movies, all of them are thoroughly entertaining anyway. But it would just be another layer to, you know, have fun with. But yeah. I don't think it's the case. It is really fun to think about. Yeah. I agree. And Kirk, if you want to, like, have that as what is true in your mind, because the other option is painful, of, you know, what Jar Jar actually <laughs> is. Um, there's a recording where the voice actor for Jar Jar Binks speaks as Darth right. Jar Jar. Which there, is that exists. kind of yeah. amazing. <laughs> um, there's so a, it's what a, do you mean? They're, like, he's like... He's like, oh, for the hell like, of it, I'll do the voice as a bad guy. As Darth Jar Jar. Yeah, as Darth Jar Jar. Join us. Like that, we but better. I yeah. like it if you don't. Yeah, that, but like a hundred times better. What? <laughs> That's BS. <laughs> All right, it's actually, it's actually kind of terrifying and amazing. But yeah, you should go look it up if you care. I will. Well, that does it for that episode of Psychology in Seattle. Thanks for joining us, April and Luke from canada mm -hmm. and everyone please take care of yourself because you deserve it all right thanks luke and april oh why i should have said you said deserve it <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Come on, you missed your <laughs>